David in San Francisco. David. Uh, yeah, thanks, Reverend. I, um, oh, man, I got another phone call at the same time. I'll put that underneath the pillow. Um, the, um, I, I'm glad you've got your uh, attorney uh, guest on with the National Action Network. Uh, I had a uh, suggestion for her. But uh, regarding your first uh, point about whether or not the Republican Party should be looked at uh, with suspicion, uh, ever since Nixon did the uh, Southern Strategy, They've obviously been a bait-and-switch party. Uh, and in fact, uh, wasn't the uh, Lincoln Memorial uh, just turned 100 years old, uh, what, just a month or so ago? Uh, since you're in Washington, D.C., and probably took part in the, in the celebration of that 100th year anniversary, did any Republican Party chapter uh, take part in the 100th year anniversary of, of the Lincoln Memorial? I don't know. I was not there, but well, I would be very curious. I think you raise an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, the, the Republicans to this minute don't believe in Lincoln anymore. Uh, Lincoln's uh, anniversary, his birthday and the anniversary of his death uh, happened, you know, in April and in uh, February. And for the most part, they still do not celebrate Lincoln anymore. So the, the, uh, the party itself doesn't believe in united you stand, divided you fall, equal justice under the law, or uh, equal protection under the law. And when you start looking at the, the dealings with COVID, you start looking at uh, banking uh, uh, safety, uh, you look at uh, consumer safety, uh, they obviously don't believe in equal protection or equal justice. And the suggestion I had for uh, the National Action Network, that as, as you probably noticed with the uh, January 6th inquiry, uh, the, some of the first uh, evidence of Trump's fraud is his legal defense fund has not been chartered in any state or in any kind of uh, uh, federal way. So they're doing a fundraising effort uh, internationally, basically, and they've taken in excess of a quarter billion dollars. I had another show the other day that said they're in excess of $800 million dollars. And it's under fraudulent uh, 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 structure. So I'm I'm wondering if your National Ac Action Network could uh, teach uh, you know the the students or the participants in the network how to file. Uh, I, I think it's with the state attorneys general that they would do a consumer alert uh, that the uh, Trump uh, campaign or the this uh, Trump Defense Fund is a fraudulent fund, and that uh, uh, that the states, uh, if if they do take part in it, the state attorney generals would be looked at as as actually trying to protect consumers. But if the attorneys general of the various states don't do a consumer alert about this fund, then they should be looked at with suspicion, and whether or not that becomes a political issue this year. Interesting. Thank you for your call. Very sure. interesting. Uh, well, you know, he, raises, he raises a good point. You direct a nonprofit and you're the vice chair of, of NAN. Uh, it would seem that if you're going to have uh, the uh, entity that Trump has been raising all this money, saying it is for one thing and clearly spending it on others, it would seem regulators would look into that and, and possibly shut it down. 
Absolutely. And, you know, and there is some suggestion that it's, it's already happening. I mean, essentially what, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Trump used like well over like $250 million in donations saying that it was going to go to election defense. And he used it uh, first to essentially support his claims of, um, you know, like, uh, his actions to overturn the election. So first and foremost, he said it was for election defense, but then he turned around and used it to um, to overturn the election. And the other thing is that there's this question now as to whether or not he's using these funds that he raised for, like, re-campaign purposes to actually now to support his defense. The challenge that you have sometimes is that you go state by state, and when dollars are raised for donations, for campaigning purposes, you know, the, the, the craziness is that in some uh, states, you then, once you're out of the, the election cycle, in some states, you're free to do whatever you want with, with that money. So an example for you would be that here in New York City, one of the questions that was being raised is Bill de Blasio has a lot of debt. And there was a question about whether or not he started campaigning first for governor and then for a congressional seat because he thought he could win it and he really wanted to do it, or because here in New York State there is some discretion and there's some yeah, flexibility in how those monies can be used. And he could he right. turn around and use those money to pay use that money to pay off some of his debt. So would it have to be looked at state by state? The other thing I want to say concerning what the last caller spoke to was he talked about the Southern strategy. And the Southern strategy was a tactic that was employed, a strategy employed by Nixon to essentially rile up white southerners um who were you know like who who, who were angry about uh you know all of the charges of racism and to essentially push back well that's what trump actually did that's what trump and you know, like he said you know like you guys are, are losing out because of all this talk about you know uh progressive politics and racism and you know you are on the short end you need to stand up for your for your for your nation because we need to make America great again. He used the Southern strategy. And we know what that Southern strategy is really geared toward. Let's take a break. Be right back. All of you on the phones, hold with us. We're coming to you. Keeping it real. Shopton, Jones Austin, right after this. <laughs> issues the stories affecting you now here's the news from news1.com it's sybil wilkes with what you need to know a bipartisan group of senators reached a deal wednesday to reform a federal law and prevent a future presidential candidate from overturning the will of the people in a valid presidential election the lawmakers have agreed to two bills that would reform the Electoral Count Act of 1887, which governs how electoral votes are counted following a presidential election. Under current law, Congress has to consider an objection to the counting of electoral votes if just one member of each House objects. The new law also clarifies that only the slate of electors officially approved by the state's governor can be submitted to Congress. For all the news 24-7, go to news1.com. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. Attorney Jennifer Jones Austin is our co-host. Let me remind you, make sure that on Saturday and Sunday, 
that you engage in must-see TV. It's going to be hot this weekend on Politics Nation with Al Sharpton, live both Saturday and Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on MSNBC. We're going to dig deep into the findings that come out tonight at the January 6th Select Committee hearing. And I'm going to have some members of the Senate and the Congress on whether or not that's enough for Donald Trump at least to be recommended for prosecution. I'm going to also deal with the whole question of the re-emergence of COVID and where it is disproportionately impacting. Make sure you watch the show both nights, Saturday and Sunday, live at 5. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Jenny, let me raise another issue, and we have callers, and I'll still take your calls on Trump and the January 6th committee. 